What's up, everyone? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Bucks. After a successful weekend for the Greek national team, we're going to talk about wins over Croatia and also Italy, maybe closer than Greece would have liked, but ultimately, uh, Giannis came up with some big plays late in the game and they start Eurobasket in the fashion that they would like to. Also, Georgia pick up a win over Turkey, but it wasn't without controversy. So let's break it all down, starting now. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win And as always, we thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen or first watch of every day. And I discussed this on the podcast last week, the last podcast we had before Eurobasket started. I asked a bunch of questions to our friends uh, in Greece that are supporting this team and clearly have a different passion level for this team than someone like I can, who uh, I think we all enjoy watching Giannis play. But Uh, when he's playing for your country it's obviously different got some really great feedback and I think ultimately there was a lot of confidence that Greece would be able to rest Giannis for a game or at least reduce his minutes through the group stage there was a lot of confidence that this Greek team would be able to get through these games relatively comfortable comfortably I should say Uh, and they did they're 2-0 but it wasn't exactly easy they beat Croatia 89-85 uh, and then beat Italy 85-81. So two four-point wins, and both games got closer than Greece probably would have liked at the end. And we can start with the game against Croatia. And I went back this morning and watched the fourth quarter, and I, I thought it was really fascinating, particularly in the Croatia game. We've spoken at length, endlessly, to the point where I think some of the Greek fans have been saying, hang on. Don't worry about Giannis. He's 27 years old. He's in his prime. He can play big minutes for this team. So once we got to this Eurobasket opener against Croatia and Greece were looking pretty comfortable for the most part in this game, the first three quarters, they went into the fourth quarter with an eight-point lead. And I found it a little bit fascinating that Giannis, and not only Giannis, but Tyler Dorsey as well, started on the bench. And by the time the game was done here in a game that really did get close down the stretch, Giannis had only played 28 minutes for his 27 points. And it got really close in the last minute. We'll get to some big plays that Giannis had that ultimately helped Greece win the game. But he had an extended stretch on the bench to start the fourth quarter. And I thought this was as important as anything else when it came to the Bucks winning this game, Greece winning this game, I should say, he didn't check back into the game until the 6.31 mark of the fourth quarter. And this is a really fascinating move from the Greek coach. But they had an eight-point lead to start in the fourth quarter. And they were actually leading by nine when Giannis checked back into the game at the 6.31 mark. So 
Yes, after that, the game got close. But I think, again, watching this game in replay, if you want to look at a pivotal stretch in the game where uh, things could have got out of hand, and maybe if Croatia ate into that lead a little bit more, then maybe the Greece coach would have put Giannis back into the game a little bit earlier. But Giannis checked in at the 631 mark, and then Tyler Dorsey checked in at the 555 mark. So the two guys that really had a huge influence on the game from a scoring point of view, Giannis finished the night with 27 points, 11 rebounds, six assists, and three blocks. But Tyler Dorsey himself, 27 minutes, 9 of 17 from the field, 5 of 9 from the three-point line. We've spoken a lot about his ability to knock down the open shot. In this game overall, Greece only 10 for 33 from three. So Tyler Dorsey's hit five of the 10 makes. And if you take away his attempts, the rest of the team was five for 24. So they really needed those two guys throughout. And they were the big one of the big reasons why they had this big lead going into the fourth. So I thought it was a pretty courageous decision uh, to have both of those guys sitting on the bench towards the back end of this game. So for, again, whether whether you're a Bucks fan that is jumping on board the Team Greece bandwagon for this tournament, or you're a Greek fan that was watching that game at home or perhaps in the arena if you're fortunate enough to be there, uh, how did you see that play out? Because I just kept looking at the bench and Giannis is still sitting there, towel over his head. And I'm thinking, when is he going to get up? And he actually came back into the game when the coach for Croatia lost the plot a little bit, picked up a technical foul, and then they brought brought Giannis back into the game. So I'd be fascinated to see uh, what you guys thought about that extended rest at the start of the fourth quarter because that hasn't exactly been what we've seen uh, through some of even the warm-up games where he played more than the 28 minutes he played in this game. But the other thing that I would note for Greece to hang on to this game, and we've spoken, yes, they're the favorites to finish on top out of this group. Uh, but you don't want to take any chances in a group stage tournament where things can go wrong quickly. So Giannis checks in at 6.30. And I wouldn't actually say that he was having a big influence on the game. He's obviously the focal point of the offense. He's a focal point of the opposition defense. But we came down to the last minute and it's a one possession game. And I was thinking to myself, well, is there going to be a Giannis moment here? And there was more than one Giannis moment. He had the block on Zubats, off the glass. I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming it was a block. It looked like he got a finger on it to me. It was a point-blank type finish from Zubats. And Giannis was actually up at the uh, three-point line around the free-throw line area. He wasn't the uh, direct defender on Zubats, but he was able to help. We've seen him do this endlessly uh, playing for Milwaukee, impact the shot, and then get out in transition. Kalathis with the reverse with the lob to Giannis for the reverse finish was a highlight play. And you think, okay, it looks like Greece is in the box seat now. And then he had one of the most ridiculous blocks I've ever seen helping out to the corner. Space Jam, Michael Jordan arms. I've seen people tweeting a photo of me, a photo at me, a still photo of Giannis's arm and just how far it is extended. It's absolutely absurd. I've, I've almost never seen anything like that. I would like to say that I've almost never seen anything like that, but we see him do it all the time. So this is how fortunate we are to watch this man play the game of basketball. And is always the case. He senses straight away that he got a fingertip on the shot. It's deflected and he doesn't set, he doesn't settle because he ended up out of bounds. Instead, he gets on his bike 
runs down the other end of the floor and ends up picking up the end one, and that's game over. And so for a night where Greece controlled this one for the first three quarters, it got scary. It could have potentially been a, a crushing loss to open the tournament for the team that was favorites going into the game. But ultimately, this is why this man is the best basketball player in the world because when it mattered, he had four plays, two defensive plays, two offensive plays. Greece pick up the win. That's why people think that Greece can win this tournament because when it comes down to it, you have got the best player in the world that can come up with plays like that. So again, some nervous moments if you're a Greece fan, but that was, again, just one of those games where you finish it and you say, that's why I love watching this man play basketball because you know the effort level is going to be there for the entire night. You're going to have these moments like uh, like he had in this game. So solid start to the tournament, uh, and they needed it. At one point, it looked like it was going to be easy. It wasn't easy. Giannis finished with 27 points, 11 rebounds, six assists, which is a pretty good number. We've spoken about the difficulty or the challenge of him racking up high assist numbers in the FIBA game, but he got it done in this one and then picked up the three blocks, including those two in the last minute. So a classic Giannis game to start Eurobasket there. And uh, speaking of classics, Built Bar is a classic snack. And if you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. So from a basketball perspective, if you're not watching Team Greece in Eurobasket, you're depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. If you're not eating a Built Bar while you're watching Greece play in Eurobasket, then uh, you are doubly depriving yourself. And it's honestly one of the saddest stories uh, we've ever heard. So let me introduce you to your new favorite cookie dough chunk puffs. They have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks. And of course, they are covered in 100% real chocolate. All the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it. Plus, it's healthy for you as well. Cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them as well. So run to built com to snag a box for you and the family. It will be the perfect treat or you can find a really good hiding space and hoard them all for yourself. I live by myself, so I'm uh, quite selfish. I'm used to having them all to myself. So you're going to love the new cookie dough chunk puff, uh, but we know uh, they will not last forever. So go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKEDON15 for 15% off at built.com. The beauty of Eurobasket or the beauty of these FIBA uh, tournaments is that uh, you don't have to wait long to the next game. And as I'm recording this, we are approximately 12 hours away from the next game. So we're going to have a post-game pod tomorrow. Uh, we'll be able to go through this game. Frank's going to join me. So that's why I'm going to keep this one a little bit briefer tonight. But I had to recap the weekend they're going to play Great Britain, which actually looks uh, in the early days, it looks like Great Britain is going to be the easy win. So if you want to look at plus minus point differential, if that's how you describe it, uh, that's a game where Greece will be looking to hopefully uh, pick up uh, some extra points there in the plus minus. Now, it might not actually matter because in theory, Greece now have beaten the two biggest competitors in the group from Croatia and Italy. Again, four out of the six teams move on to the next round. Uh, so Greece, you would think, are going to be safe. There shouldn't be any concerns at this point. It would be absolutely disastrous if there was. Uh, but by beating the two other competitive teams, I spoke about the importance of finishing either first or second in the group. 
Greece are in the box seat to finish top of the group now, which is exactly where they want to be. Uh, they're only plus eight, obviously, in the point differential there, and they're currently second in the group because the Ukraine are two and zero. They beat Estonia, Estonia only by one point, uh, but then they came out and beat Great Britain by twenty nine points after that. So. Yeah, it could be potentially a blowout win for Greece, which we would all love. That game starts at 10 a.m. Central Time on Monday. It's going to be Monday. It's already Monday here in Australia as I'm recording that. So Monday morning, 10 a.m. Uh, I've been watching these games on the FIBA stream, but uh, you can probably find it somewhere. I don't know. Have a look on Twitter. You might have some suggestions there because plenty of people have been asking me uh, where I'm watching these games. I'm doing it on the FIBA website. So Greece are 2-0. And they're 2-0 by virtue of the back-to-back win, this time against Italy. Similar story to the game against Croatia. They were totally in control. It looked like they were going to run away with this game. They're leading 71-57 to at the end of the third quarter. And naturally, Giannis rotation watch. I'm looking to see what happens at the start of the fourth quarter. And unlike the game against Croatia, Giannis starts the fourth quarter on the floor and he plays the entire fourth quarter. And despite having him on the court for the entire time, Greece 71 57 leading. They get outscored uh, 14 to 24 in the fourth. And it got really, really close down the stretch. Interestingly enough, Giannis in those 30 minutes, Greece actually uh, minus two on the box score, which is obviously going to be an unusual stat. Typically that's not going to be the case. But again, a game that looked pretty comfortable. And I wonder if the Greece head coach thought that if they can extend the lead early in the fourth quarter, he'll be able to get him some rest, but he wasn't able to do so. I thought Italy did a pretty decent job of defending Giannis, actually, in the fourth quarter, throwing uh, multiple bodies at him basically as soon as he got the touch. And there was a couple of moments there where if Giannis didn't make the immediate move on post-ups on the baseline... Uh, they were crowding him. They were forcing the ball out of his hands. And again, uh, from three-point territory, Greece was actually pretty good in this game. And it probably kept them in it. Tyler Dorsey, again, six for 10 from three. Overall, Greece shoot 37%. And that's going to be one of the big question marks as the tournament moves on later. Yeah, we know that Giannis is going to be great. And even though he was minus two on the box score, he still filled it up. He had 25 points, 11 rebounds, three assists as well and came up with a big block. But they're going to need help. And that's where I thought uh, certainly there were a number of people that told us before the tournament, keep an eye out uh, for some of the other guys that are going to come into this team. Slukas, we know, was injured. He finished one for two from three, had seven points, but played important minutes. I thought Agravanis was huge in this game. He finished three for four from three. And even though Greece was struggling to score in the fourth quarter, he came up in a, a couple of important moments, was able to knock down the outside shot and, and just uh, kept them afloat there. And Greece aren't at the best in terms of personnel. Costa's still out of this team with the knee issue. Papayana still hasn't played. And as a Papa Pittman, I'm disappointed about Papayana. hasn't been out there. We haven't been able to see him. So Greece not at their absolute best in terms of personnel at this point, but they were able to get the job done. Just, and that's all that matters at this point in time in the tournament. It doesn't ultimately matter how much you win by. You think now Greece is going to be able to pick up 
the point differential with the games that are still to come in the group stage here, starting with Great Britain today, probably, as you're listening to this podcast. So the question I have for you guys out there, is there any surprise with the minutes of Giannis? It's probably been a bit lower than some people would have expected. Is that just by virtue of the of Greece trying to trying to limit the load before the tournament gets to the really important stage and you think that he's going to be playing 35-plus minutes potentially for this team? What do you make of the fourth quarter struggles for this team so far? Are they taking their foot off the gas? Or is there concerns about the offense? Again, not for the group stage, but later on in the tournament. And Tyler Dorsey, is he becoming a favorite of Greek fans? We know uh, he's got that two-way with the Dallas Mavericks. Giannis was posting on social media about Tyler Dorsey and how well he's playing. I had a few people suggest to me on YouTube that that Giannis, after this tournament, might love this guy so much that he wants to drag him across to the Bucs. Does anyone believe that that's a possibility? I'm not too sure, but what I will say is that he has provided a point of difference for this team in terms of his ability to shoot the outside shot. And for a guy, you know, an American, that's uh, obviously able to play for Greece and has gone through that process, it's important because it's a point of difference for this team. We've seen Greece in previous tournaments. And again, there's different personnel. But gee, if you take Tyler Dorsey away from this team and what he's able to do in the pick and roll with that combination with Giannis, uh, they are they would be in, in in big trouble there. So I'm loving that combination. So far, they're both putting up 40-plus points combined per game, around 45 points per game. So it's been fun to watch uh, those two in action there. Not a lot of play from Thanasis in these games. He's been playing around uh, 10 minutes. So it's been interesting to see as some of the other bodies have come back into this team uh, that his minutes have started to slow down as well. But we'll be able to get into it more tomorrow. We'll have another game under our belt. Uh, I know that this podcast is going to age pretty quickly, so I don't want to spend all day uh, talking about these two games. But hopefully you find some interesting talking points here and let us know in the YouTube comments. If you're a Greek fan, are you concerned that these games were closer than necessary or just that doesn't matter? It doesn't matter. Just pick up the win and move on. You let me know. Uh, elsewhere, Georgia, not the best starts to the Eurobasket for that team. They are uh, one and two on the tournament now, but they were able to beat Turkey in a game that, uh, unfortunately, after the game, has been filled with a lot of controversy uh, based on what happened, an incident with Furkan and Korkmaz after he got ejected from the game. I haven't really been able to decipher what's real and what's not real, but there's an investigation there, so I'm sure we'll be able to talk about that uh, more in the coming days when the facts come out. But Georgia did win this game. And Sandro Mamu Kalashvili, if you want to talk about guys playing big minutes, he played 44 minutes and 48 seconds in this game against Turkey. He spent 12 seconds on the bench, but he put up 20 points and 12 rebounds there as well. And look, this is something that we've discussed on a number of occasions, but this is a guy that just continues to put up numbers wherever he plays. Uh, so far, uh, he hasn't had the opportunities to get there in the NBA. 
again, I think he's more of a four than he is a five, which is going to be challenging because we know who plays the four for the Bucks, whether it's Giannis, whether it's Bobby Portis, whether they go small ball. So the opportunities aren't 100% there. But geez, he's been impressive. He's improved as a player. And quite honestly, he couldn't have done much more to this point in time heading into the NBA season. But he's got a few games left in Eurobasket, so we'll take a note of those and we'll see if anything comes out of the controversy. But the good news is it doesn't appear that Mamu was a part of any of uh, any of that stuff that was going on in the background. Uh, a quick nod to Camille, Camille Davis, who's on this podcast every week. And it's a question I've got for you guys. And this is something that she's brought up on the podcast before, but let us know what you think. She said, look, I agree. I think it's going to be difficult for Mamu to, to crack this rotation this year in the NBA if everyone's healthy. But she probably would have liked to have seen the Bucks rather than sign Serge Ibaka, just say, look, Mamu, if we need those minutes, you're going to be there. I am curious to see whether there is a world where Mamu plays ahead of Serge Ibaka. I'm not 100% sure I see it right now, but we will wait and see. But how do you feel about that? Uh, was it the right move to bring back Serge Barker? They didn't really have a true backup five on the roster to start last season, so it makes plenty of sense to me why they would have wanted that to be the case. And I don't personally see Mamu as a five in the NBA with the defensive limitations. So uh, maybe there's some development there. Maybe he becomes that guy. Uh, we will wait and see. But uh, again, this is this is a man that literally could not have done anything more with his time on the floor over the last couple of months. Uh, he has been excellent. And I'll tell you what else is excellent. That's the ultimate pro football preview on the Locked On Network. For your second listen of the day after you're done with Locked On Bucks, which uh, we appreciate you making it your first listen every day, check out the ultimate pro football preview 2022, an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts on the Locked On Podcast Network plus a betting angle from Lee Sterling of Locked On Bets, all combining into one ultimate NFL preview. Search for the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. So that's going to do it for me today. As I said, Frank's going to be back tomorrow. Not a bad podcast from me. Biggest mistake, calling Grease the Bucks at one point through this podcast. Force of habit. Don't hold it against me. Apologies. We're all still on the Greek bandwagon and we're hoping by the time we podcast tomorrow, they'll be 3-0 and in Eurobasket and have a coast, a coast through to an easy win against Great Britain. So we'll be back tomorrow. Appreciate all you guys listening. Don't forget, let us know what you think in the YouTube comments and we'll catch you guys tomorrow.